This is episode number four of the Political Prisoner Podcast with your host, Jake Lang. Today is Monday, November 22nd, coming to you live from D.C. jail. Uh, we have a very special guest today, a great ally of the Patriots. His name is Matt Brainerd, and he runs Look Ahead America. Hey, Matt, how's it going, brother? Hey, uh, better than Custer. Um, better than Custer, but uh, speaking to you, I really can't complain about anything. <laughs> I, I feel that. Um, so I wanted to talk to you today. I have a very special story to actually share from September 18th when you guys did that rally for us that uh, my dad actually came to and, and you hosted for, for us for, with Looking at America for all the J6 Patriots inside D.C. jail. Um, did you know, Matt, that they actually moved us in the middle in the morning to like a, a quote-unquote more secure place in the facility um, out of D.C. jobs or out of our regular pod? Like in the break of dawn, they moved us because they were anticipating you know some kind of something and they moved us into like the basement of the facility and they didn't tell us what was going on you know i had heard word of that um i guess it's just part of the overreaction to our protests in september part of it i think was to intimidate people from attending the rally part of it i think was to as a training exercise for i mean because they knew very well that it was going to be a peaceful protest. They knew very well that it was a legal First Amendment exercise, um, and really nothing more. But I think they just took it as an opportunity to simulate what would happen if there was some kind of violent uprising, as well as to intimidate people. And I really am sorry to hear that for no apparent reason you guys had to, to suffer even more than you've already been suffering uh, because of that. But I got to tell you, um, our message penetrated in ways that had never before at any of our other rallies or any of our other activities. People from all over the world uh, got to hear about this abuse from our government, that our government is holding political prisoners. And we know both from public survey research and from private polling that I myself have seen that the public has started to, is definitely tilting our way, that they believe great. the truth. Great. They know they know the truth, they believe it, and they they acknowledge that our government is holding political prisoners yeah and you know that's a scary part in america we actually got treated exactly like how you would um like in your mind's eye picture um uh, chinese political prisoners like political descendants they like woke us up at the crack of dawn they're like pick up your mattresses um and march and we're like where are we going how long are we going to be there what are we doing why are you moving us no answers no anything just like prodding us down the hallway and then i start singing the national anthem and they actually pulled me to the side, threw me against the wall, punched me in the gut, and told me to stop singing. If, if I was telling you I was in a Chinese prison, you know, you could imagine that. But I'm in America. I'm in the heart of the country right now. And this is what happens when you use your First Amendment. You stand up to a totalitarian government. They just try to squash you and intimidate you and, and everybody around you, including the people in prison and outside. Right. And uh, this is what, um, you know, you might imagine happening in one of these more repressive regimes but and, and you look at how government treats real terrorists who've killed american soldiers down in guantanamo bay it's basically a resort beach club where they have dentists they have a barber shop they have all of their uh, cares and needs attended to and then we have our own citizens who have not been convicted of anything and in many cases i know your case is a little different but in many of the cases have not even been charged with with any kind of violent act uh, being treated like domestic like like terrorists, like you would expect from uh, you know a government like China or or some more repressive regime. Yeah, I mean, um, there's just so much wrong with this situation. But the American patriots.
hatreds, you know, we stand united and the truth always wins out and the light always overcomes the darkness. And um, we thank you so much for all the work that you're doing on the outside to expose that light. So there's some um, recent events that are going on that kind of play into uh, a lot of what we're talking about. I mean, there's so many things that are interconnected. Um, we had the new uh, Virginia um, governor that was just elected, Glenn Youngkin, he said um, that he vows to ban critical race theory in Virginia, saying that CRT teaches children to see everything through a lens of race and then to divide them into buckets, end quote. Um, what do you think about, you know, how they kind of tried to use January 6th and, and turn what was a united American peaceful protest that turned, you know, into Americans having to defend themselves, and they tried to say it was some kind of white rage or white domestic terrorist type of event. I mean, they even took that and tried to, to you know, divide it into buckets, as Glenn Duncan says. They're trying to divide everybody in America, it seems. Yeah, and I talk about that a lot, and that's part of why um, Look Ahead has been taking the action here. You know, a big part of what motivates us to get involved with this cause is that just the rank injustice um, that, that patriots like yourself have, have suffered. We, all the way back in January, we were the first organization to lead on this issue and demand that all charges be dropped against nonviolent um, offenders and to demand treat, speedy trials for everybody because that was the precedent. And we did that all the way back in January. And the reason was not just because of the, the injustice that I mentioned, but also because we knew that this wasn't about just what happened that day. This was about the left building a narrative that would allow them to justify purging patriots from the military. It would allow them to support and advocate for the teaching of CRT, for allow them for turning anybody into a potential domestic terrorist on the basis of their political beliefs. So there are a lot of people who, uh, let's say they're on the right, and they believe the way to get past January 6th is to ignore it. But we know that's not going to happen. The only way to get past January 6th and all of the, the narrative that's based on what on the, the phony narrative of what happened on January 6th and all that's based on it is you have to tear it out by the roots. You have to tell the truth about what really happened that day. Yes, you do. And uh, that's what we've been, we've been fighting for. And CRT is one of the justifications for by the left to bring it in is, well, you know, we had this white supremacist insurrection. And that's not going to go away by ignoring it. And it's, it disappoints me that uh, so few members of Congress, so few members of the Senate have taken a leadership role. Some of them have. And I can tell you there's a whole class of incoming members of Congress that are going to have a very different view and be willing to speak out on it because they're campaigning on it now. And that's one of the – that's one of the – We have a whole new class of congressmen. They're coming in with a whole new view. I mean, um, you know, we don't need more of the same in America. Uh, that's for sure. And so – you know, the the narrative breaker, the, you know, the kind of truth that's been able to get out now as far as the, um, you know, we have things like um, my good friend, um, now good friend after January 6th, Philip Anderson, who's a, um, he's a black political activist who's constantly showing up for conservative rallies and showing his voicing his support. He was unarmed and he was beaten brutally and sprayed with gases until he was unconscious on the steps of the Capitol. And he was saved by a white Trump supporter, um, a Jewish white Trump supporter named Jake Lang. And so the narrative, that video that we have, just breaks the narrative. This is a white, you know, supremacist violent uprising. I mean, this was people defending their lives and, and trying to defend each other against police brutality and against, 
you know, and, and being united, it was Americans. There was no color that day. Everybody was united. Well, and, and I, I want to pre- prepare you for some an eventuality. Is the only thing that's keeping that, those 14,000 hours of videotape from being released, is Nancy Pelosi's control of the Capitol Police. If Congress changes hands in the uh, next election, which is extremely likely, then it won't be up to people like uh, House leadership, which looks like you know potentially somebody like Kevin McCarthy, will then themselves have the power to do that. So something that I think we're going to need to begin doing is reaching out to members who are prospectively going to be in the leadership of the new Congress to make them promise that they that they will release the video because they will have the power to do so. And that I think will go a long way to telling the truth about yeah, what happened. That's exactly what we need. Um, so I have another quote here. Um, from Richard Greno, um, he's the former director of national intelligence, was quoted recently saying this, I mean, it's a brilliant line on Epic Times. Um, I just think justice is supposed to be swift, and when it's not swift, it's not justice. Um, and that's, end quote, that is, um, I mean, we're, we're seeing that right now, the fact that we're just sitting and waiting and waiting. It's been 11 plus months I've been sitting here without any kind of bail offered to me or any kind of trial date set. Um, I've seen a couple videos of my discovery out of these, you know, thousands and thousands of hours of video. I've maybe seen an hour total. Um, and this is, if it's not swift, it's not justice. I mean, wh- what do we do at things like this? How do we rally more Americans to support a swift justice system that's fair and equitable and treats conservatives who get caught up in a protest the same as all the 2020 protests that turned, you know, and got violent and whatnot. They got slaps on the wrist and they got sent home. And we're sitting and sitting here. We're not getting any kind of swift justice or equal treatment. Well, as an, as an outsider, an outside organization, what, what we can do is swing public opinion. And when you swing public opinion, elected officials start to pay attention and it starts to become an issue in the election. And it, that, that's the, that is the way out of here. It's not a quick one. It's not an easy one. But it's by raising the profile of the injustice, getting voters to care about it, getting voters to go to, to forums and ask about it and say, hey, what are you doing about this issue? That's what gets members of Congress and candidates for Congress to start to pay attention to, well, pretty much anything. That's textbook community organizing, and that's what Look at America is. America First Community Organizing, and this is our, our this project is our basically our national continuing project, and uh, we are going to be putting out voter guides, and we're going to in, one of the voter guide questions will be related to the January sixth issue and what these members intend to do about it. And I'll put that information right in the hand of voters so they know um, who's going to stand up for justice and who's going to try to to bury this and to continue to. Um, that's funny you say that because I remember voting in New York City. Um, I can't remember what it was. I think it was the 2016 elections. But I was on my phone Googling who was the best candidate for liberty, who's the best candidate for this, as I'm looking at these candidates and stuff like that because I never had a voter guide with me. It's funny you say that because I tried to kind of do that on my own as I got to the voting poll booth and I saw the uh, the ballot. And I was like, okay, well, who do I click here? Because, you know, you know who you want to get for your general elections, your larger ones and stuff, your, you know, governor and gubernatorial and presidential races. But we have so many more positions that are vital to be filled that, you know, ensure our liberty for, you know, years to come. And 
Um, those are the positions that are really key to win back. So um, that's why I'm just, I'm, you know, happy to support you guys. And my father's been a great support of you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just if like-minded people can be united and, you know, instead of um, coming off of, you know, different fronts and stuff, we can get behind similar messages. And that's what we've seen here in the, you know, the off-year race in 2021. Um, the Democrats are running scared and, and the, the socialists and the, the, you know, the people who want to see America become a communist state, um, they have nowhere to hide and run anymore. They're being voted out and they're being exposed. And um, this, is, this is great work you guys are doing. I'm just proud to be um, a patriot. And, you know, even in here, I'm proud to be a patriot. And we still sing the national anthem every night, 9 p.m. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Louis Gomer just came here and sung with us and they prayed with us. And, um, you know, where we get hundreds of letters, literally a piece from different patriots across America who say they support us and thank you for standing up for our country. And, you have one minute left. We can all do something, and that's you know, it's great. And if they can get it involved to look at America, volunteer or donate, I definitely ask you, uh, the audience, to go and to check them out. Uh, Matt, tell them a little bit how they can reach you, your social media and stuff, because we got a minute left. Uh, yeah, I would say um, lookaheadamerica.org is the website where they can go to volunteer and learn about more more about our projects and sign up for our newsletter. Um, are we going to get to come back after the, the call ends, or is this going to be the end of it? Um, this is going to be the end of today's episode, but we can uh, do another episode in a, a couple weeks and check back in. Um, listen, I, what I want to share with you and the others in the jail is that, look, a lot of great men in this country spent time as political prisoners and around the world. So I hope that when you guys get out, that this, what you have suffered, turns into an energy for positive change to help us restore this country. You know, people like Lee Kuan Yew and Gandhi, thank they you all spent time in prison. God bless you, Matt. God bless you. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, Matt. Yep, I'm okay. here, Dad. Okay, hold on one second. Let me just turn this off. Okay, very good interview. You guys.